Thanks for tuning in to McNamara on Money, a podcast about all things financial. On this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's not the case with callers we may speak to on this show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Listeners to this podcast need to check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. Good morning. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money. And today we have a, an interesting and somewhat scary show. I was working on the title for months, but I think we'll just call it frauds and scams and stuff that you should be worried about with regard to your money. So anyway, I have three police officers from the Marshfield Police Department on board here. It's going to take me a minute to get through all three of them, so just bear with me. We have Detective Greg Davis. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning. Okay. And then we have Sergeant Liam Rooney. Liam Rooney. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. And we have Todd Goodwin. I got to get this right. Detective and Executive Director of In information technology for the town of Marshfield, correct? Good morning, Mike. Yes, correct. All right, super. Okay, so folks, you have the ball on this. Sit back and relax here as best you can. We're going to go over a whole bunch of scary stuff that's going on uh, from folks who are trying to remove money from your bank accounts and your wallet. And if you're a senior citizen, I have an art magazine. They had a great big feature on it this past week, and it was pretty scary for me to read that just before the show. So hopefully we're going to find out how some of the things happen and hopefully you can save yourself some money and it'll be worthwhile. Let's see. Gentlemen, wh- where would you like to start? Who goes first? This is a free-for-all here. Go for it. Guess that'll be me, Mike. Okay, Liam, thank you. <laughs> Scams have been be- becoming much more prevalent these last few years. I'd say especially since uh, since COVID when everyone was at home and we- we've been seeing a lot of uh, cyber crimes and things like that and uh, the scams seem to be coming in from every direction these days through your email, through your phone, out in public, we've got people getting scammed in front of businesses and things like that. So you have to be wary of everything these days. That's kind of scary, isn't it? I guess <laughs> it is. If you're, especially if if you're one of those people who seems to trust other people these days. Yeah, can't do that in America anymore. Right, you just got to be careful. <laughs> okay, you have a story. You want to? Where do you want to start in terms of types of scams or frauds, or how do you guys want to do this? I think the important thing to point out is that. Over the last few years, these scams have not only been becoming more prevalent, but they're getting more complex. So on the surface, they look legitimate. And uh, and by the time you realize they're not, it's too late. So I think what we good place to start is talking about some of the scams we're seeing on a pretty much a daily basis these days at the police department. Wow, People and this are, is like one town in Massachusetts. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like we're being targeted either. Yeah. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so we can cover a few of them, maybe tell some stories about yeah. what, what we've seen, what we've, what's been happening with them, and what we're doing about it. Okay. We've had a few, we've had a few people lose a lot of money to lottery scams, where they, you get a phone call or an email saying that you won the lottery somewhere, and they need you to send them some money to pay for legal fees and processing, and, and then you've won several million dollars, and they're going to send it to you once... You've sent the money to them to complete the paperwork. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And people have fallen for it and lost a lot of money on it. Wow. And one thing I want to point out is that sometimes you can get very excited 
when you think you've won a ton of money and people have actually forgotten that they never even played the lottery in the first place. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Sometimes when emotions get involved, that's when you start making bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time in my business, by the way, so I would assume it would work the same way in yours. <laughs> exactly. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yep. I don't know if, if Greg, you want to talk about the, the Uber scams. Yeah, we've been talking about it. We've called it an Uber scam because it involves Uber. But in this, it's not just Marshfield. It's other towns as well. Yeah, these yeah. people, they do a lot of research. And they prey on the elderly. Um, they get all these details that they call these people, and they're very convincing. They call them. They'll say that their granddaughter is in jail, needs bail money. They need cash. So they send this person to the bank, tell them not to tell anyone at the bank, because the bank is heads up about this, and they do ask yeah, people. sure. But they give them a, a reason. They'll actually say, if the bank asks you, tell them you're doing construction on your house. They'll get the cash, they'll come back, and they'll have an Uber come and pick up the money as a courier service. The Uber drivers are unaware of what's going on. It's all done through the Internet. Whoa. So they'll take out thousands of dollars. We had a recent case where someone took out $9,000, gave it to the Uber driver. The Uber driver went on his way unknowing. They called back and asked for more money. That's when the person got nervous, and then they called. Whoa. So if you're the scammer, you're just taking shots. That's yeah, just yeah, random calls. Yeah, maybe they have, they have a yes. niece or a nephew. Well, they do the research. They do a lot oh, of research oh, so on these know. people, and they'll have details, which convince this elderly person this must be legitimate because they have all this detail. Oh, so how do they get that information? I know that's they, a dumb they, they question. They can get it online. Todd would probably be able to answer that yeah, better really. with the amount of so, information. So that, so when they call you or t- email or text you, they know stuff about yes. you is what yes. you're saying. Well, that's yeah. a little scary. Yeah, that's, scary. What, that's what makes it so convincing. Yeah. And yeah. then that's when people panic. Whoa. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. They'll have the details down to where this person goes to college, who their friends are. They can do all this research online. And to somebody that's unknowing, very convincing. Wow. And you got to remember, these scammers, that's their only job. So they're in a big warehouse and they can research you to the day of dawn. Is this, okay, on the scammer side, so this is like a united effort? There's no singles that do this? There's teams or there's... A- absolutely teams. Groups. No kidding. Absolutely. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And so that, that's their only job. They have all day, all night to research you. They're going to know every little nook and cranny about you. Oh, and that's just wow. the way of life it is now. Wow. But yeah. And like Detective Davis said, they already know more information while they're calling you about you. And that situation with that Uber, they were smart enough to call us and... Greg was able to get a few other detectives and set up on them and stop the Uber driver from the investigation. Okay. The still Uber, ongoing, but... It's still ongoing. So, yeah. The Uber driver didn't know what was going yeah, on. He's picking up but a But he package. was supposed to take the money and go someplace? To another location and probably meet another driver. He doesn't even know where he's going. It's all done through the internet. And he gets an address that he's going to be going to after he picks up the package. Whoa. Well, and like, he's actually going to be taking it out of state. Yes, they're probably wiping their trail as yes, they go. Yes. Yeah. And the unique thing about this case <clears throat> is that it's very rare that we have a fraud case that involves a person coming into Marshfield that we can actually stop an interview or apprehend. A lot of these are coming from overseas. So you might have someone in a whole other on a whole other continent making this phone call. Very hard to prosecute. Really? Very hard to oh, investigate. And track down. Oh, in my business, I'm in the financial business, we get all kinds of emails and stuff. And I'll have to tell you that... <clears throat> probably two or three times a week your email is in quarantine or this or that. there's some weird things yep. 
and the antenna go up and I, I pass it on to our tech folks and whatever. But yeah, I probably once or twice a week I get something that's fishy. Mm-hmm. It looks weird. Okay? Maybe, maybe we have that one, the malware scams on our list here. So okay. maybe, maybe t- I'm sure Todd more about it, those yeah. than I do. So. Malware, that doesn't sound good already. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah the, the like you stated earlier, the emails, the text messages, That that's very important for the community to be aware of yeah. because just the other day one of our officers his wife got a text about there was some sort of a fraud on her bank account and to call a number that was in the text message so she freaked out because she felt hey my bank account's getting hacked yeah. she calls the number talks to the person who identified as the bank and says okay I'm just going to verify who you are I'm going to send a text to your phone because they have her phone number because they already sent her a text. Okay. So she sees the code pop up. She was smart enough to call her husband, who then called me, and was like, this is a scam, right? And I said, absolutely a scam. But if she would have given that caller that number that popped up on her phone, yeah. they were they would have been able they were they would have been able to reset all her passwords and then take control of all her accounts. Oh, that was like the secondary verification. Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's oh, is this really two-factor? Two-factor, yeah, two-factor authentication. Is this yeah. really you, basically? Yep, and if you gave them that code, yeah. you're just basically saying, yes, that's really me. Whoa. So it happens all the time. It, and I think the point of today's show, which is great, is after the fact, it's hard to get the money back. But the most important part is let's try to stop it before they get to that point. Okay. So educate everybody. To go back to the Uber thing for a moment. So, yeah, you, yeah, you, what is your, you have a low batting average trying to catch these folks because yes, all over the yeah, planet. It's, right? it's I mean, a huge yeah. paper trail. And you have to, it's yeah. search warrants and subpoenas, and you have yeah. to go through the whole process yeah. just to identify where this actually originated. Yeah, and if they've but, got big, sophisticated teams doing all kinds of stuff, they've got to yes. be ahead of a lot of people technology-wise yes. anyway. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, we've sent out hundreds of subpoenas for email addresses to find out who owns that email address. Yeah. And then we get an IP address off of that, and that comes back to overseas. Wow. wow. We're not yeah. flying to... It's not like they got a warehouse here in town <laughs> Whoa, and they, we could right. drive over there and knock and, on the and door. And them. Wow. <laughs> so, if, so a good percentage of this is overseas and... Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah, and on the finance side, they just, once they get the money, yeah. they deposit into an account and they move that account three or four times state to state and then it just bounces overseas. Wow. Because Greg and I have to track down money to Connecticut Bank. We call a detective down there. They'll interview the bank. Then we find out the money got transferred to Arizona. We call it, but we're always wow. a day late. Wow. But the money, yeah. it gets wire transferred, yeah. and then once it's gone. Whoa. It's out of hands. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just to educate the public. If it feels funny, call the police. Okay. Don't, don't hesitate to call us. Okay. No legitimate business is ever going to say, don't call the police. Yeah, okay. So if it feels funny, call us, and we can f- root it out for you. Okay. Yeah, and just back to the malware scams. Maybe I'm, just from what I've seen, you might even have, so basically the malware is like the protection you have on your computer to keep you from getting scammed and stuff. And they'll send you an email saying your warranty is running out or your membership's running out on the malware you purchased when you bought your computer. Now we want a couple thousand dollars to re-up it for the next five years or something like that. And then if you agree to that, they start asking you for personal information so they can complete the order. And my, I had two family members fall for this last year and lost a couple thousand dollars a piece. So it it happens to all of us. As much as we educate 
our own family members, it's st- they're still that good. Yeah. Especially with the malware scams, it seems like it, they're very slick. It comes in on your computer looking exactly like it would if you were going to re-up your own malware program. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So I'm taught, I don't yeah, know yo, if you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I forgot about that part. with Because most, like for example, Dell computers, they come with the same antivirus program preloaded. All right? You get a 90-day free trial of it. You're talking millions of Dell computers out there. Yeah. So these scammers know that software is on there. And that's exactly what Sergeant Rooney said about, they know that it's expiring soon. Yeah. So if you just start calling people daily, you're going to get somebody that says, oh yeah, it is expiring. Oh yeah, hit this link, okay. re-up it. Yeah, or in my case, yeah. with, I, think it, I think this was, my dad was one of the victims here. And I think he said that they started a chat on the computer with him where he just went back and forth with someone he thought was from the computer company and just started giving him information. And before he knew it, before he realized it, he had given out too much information. How do, <laughs> it's mind-boggling. How do you even think about protecting yourself against that? I they, know. They change the games all the time, Some, right? I would say the best piece of advice, and we can, we're going to cover a lot more of this stuff with PayPal and Netflix and things like that, but if someone's contacting you saying you owe them money or your membership's about to be canceled or it got hacked and they need to verify some information, go directly to their website, the real website, and log in from there and see if you've got warnings on your account from them. And usually, and this happened to me with PayPal recently, said my PayPal account had been hacked, they wanted more information from me to reset passwords and stuff. And then I logged into my PayPal account, and there were no warnings there. Oh, okay. So that's, one of the, I think, one of the best ways to tell if that came from the outside and they're pretending to be from the company. That's scary. I, I can remember. So earlier versions of these things, if they were coming from overseas, there'd be a misspelling or there'd be a capitalized yep. letter. And it, would, it just looked weird and the mm-hmm. antenna went up. But you're saying that's getting better and better. These now, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's very hard yeah, to tell the difference. Whoa. Yeah, you're right. The grammar was off. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it, yeah. Or the wording or yeah, something but, like that. Yeah. But now they're getting more yeah. sophisticated and they yeah. have artificial intelligence programs write all these emails now. So you can make it sound like you're from anywhere pertaining to that country. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I know. And we see it every day and we're still baffled by some of this stuff and how good it is. Yeah. yeah. So this is big money and big organizations. Very big mean. money. Whoa. Yeah, it's always thousands at a time. It's not like it's yeah, fifty dollars yeah. here; it's thousands. Really? Yeah. In the lottery scams, we've seen people lose over a hundred thousand dollars. We've had whole inheritances given away before you realize your elderly father yep. had sent the money to somebody. Yeah. It's too late at that point. There's no getting it back. I guess if you're a person, you figure you're smart enough to know this stuff and protect yourself, but that's probably not not the way it is now. For Again, they're very believable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Wow. What else? Where else you want to go? Wow. That's really scary. Five or six times a week, uh, there is something that shows up that looks a little weird, so they're just throwing it against the wall. Yeah. 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 Mean, we've also noticed the utility scams as well, that the, yep. they'll call and say that the utilities are going to get shut off and that they need to send money immediately. Wow. Yeah, that one, that, another one of my family members fell victim to that. You um, need to train your family a little bit. I know, right? <laughs> this was, this was, um, you, you know? this was probably 10 years ago when a lot of these scams oh, were first beginning, beginning and people yeah. weren't they weren't up on it at all. And uh, we were about to go to New Hampshire for the weekend. He owns a business, a small business. And he got a a call from 
I think they claim to be his electricity company saying we're going to shut off power to your business later this afternoon because you forgot to pay your bill last month and you owe us $500. And he sent the money over to them. And then once he did it and he called me and we talked about it, he realized that it was a scam. And he felt pretty embarrassed about it afterwards because part of the part of the scam was that they wanted him to send them gift card information instead of cash. Okay. So that's something we haven't covered yet, but okay. a lot of these scams and a telltale sign that it is a scam is they want you to go down to a place like CVS and buy gift cards, Amazon or uh, Amazon gift cards or MasterCard or Visa or whatever you can buy them and load money onto them. Yeah. And then they want you to scratch off the code on the back and send them the codes so that they can now cash that in somewhere. So Whoa. it's as good as cash. Whoa. But you don't have to wire any money anywhere. Yeah, nothing's traceable, but right. you do that, right? Whoa. Yeah, that's usually the telltale sign that you're yeah. getting scammed. So if you're on your way to CVS to get yeah. some gift cards, you might want to think about it first. Whoa. Now, you, now, Liam, you talk to the Marshfield Senior Center once a month or something like that? I do, yeah. As yeah. Part, of the, uh, part of the Plymouth County Triad, which is a police, fire, and the sheriff's department. We meet monthly, and one of the things I like to do with the members down there is talk about the scams that I've seen each month just from reading through our police log every day. Okay. So I save those and I bring them in and talk about them. Are seniors more vulnerable than other folks, gen- generally speaking? They, I believe they get targeted more. Yeah. Okay. And that generation tends to trust people at face yeah. value more than yeah. the younger generation does these days, huh. okay. which is unfortunate, right? Yeah, it is. You know, sad. Yeah. It really is. If you can't do business on a handshake, what's happening? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And that's too bad. And that's why we can cover this more later, but it's always good for to keep an eye on your older family members and make sure that they're not yeah, squandering their money. Yeah, generally we're not very tech savvy anyway. <laughs> thing, and uh, Yeah, we right. might. Oh, okay. Okay. We've got about two minutes here before a break, so... I could tell you another scam that's going around now, especially... Yeah. Oh, by the way, we have a caller. Let's go to Bill in Marshfield. Morning, Bill. How are you today? I'm well. How are you guys doing? Fine, thank you. And hey, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? So, a couple months ago, my son, I picked him up from hockey, and I could tell he was, there was something wrong with him. And he finally showed me his phone on Snapchat. There was somebody saying it was a girl and he had sent a picture of his face to them but then they sent a picture back of his face but then beside it a picture of someone's below the belt naked yeah threatening to send it to all his friends whoa if you don't send me this money I'm gonna send it to everybody in your contacts I'm gonna ruin your life and it was really scary to see what was being said to him live to this 12-year-old. He's 12? Whoa. He was 12, and this person, they were relentless. And then they would show a picture of one of his contacts saying, if you don't send the money, I'm going to send it to this girl. So how did that end up, or do you have some questions from my guests here? I just wanted to put it out there that thank God that he spoke to me about it, and because I couldn't imagine a 12-year-old wrapping his head around somebody saying he's going to ruin his life. And Whoa. Basically, his life's over if he doesn't send money. So what, what did once happen? He showed me. Yeah. Oh, I, I drove right to the Marshfield Police Station once he showed it All to right. me. All right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I forget the officer we talked to, and we went through the whole thing, and 
that basically the best thing he can, the only thing he can do at this point is block it and tell everybody in the contacts that it's, they said, like you guys said, it's basically somebody overseas fishing for money. Wow. Yeah, and, and Bill, you're absolutely, absolutely right, because we have, we've seen that numerous times. A 12-year-old is probably the youngest, but we've seen it. B- Bill, can we've got to take a break. Can you hang on for a couple more minutes, or is that, would that be okay? Yeah, that's fine. This is Mike McNamara. If you're looking for a financial advisor, start by asking him or her three questions. Number one, are you a certified financial planner practitioner? Number two, are you legally held to a fiduciary standard of care for your clients? And number three, do you only give financial advice and not sell investment products? These are all simple yes-no questions. If he or she doesn't answer yes quickly and starts talking, that's a no, and it's time to move on to another advisor. We're back. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money. We're talking frauds and scams and really scary stuff today. And I have with me three Marshfield police officers, Detective Greg Davis, Sergeant Liam Rooney, and Detective Todd Goodwin, also Executive Director of Information Technology, which is, we'll get into some of that stuff. But we're talking with Bill from Marshfield. And Bill, are you still there? Yep. Listen, thanks for hanging with us because there are a few other parents listening and these fellows would like to just chat with you and pick your brain and maybe a few other people can avoid this in the future. And Where do you guys want to start? I got a question for Bill. Did Was any money sent during that transaction? Did you catch it beforehand? No, we caught it beforehand so we didn't obviously... Once, once my son showed it to me and I drove right to the police station and they said, don't send any money. Do you, know, do you remember how much the money they were asking for? I don't recall. I want to say with a lot of these, because we've been seeing them more and more the last year or so, it's smaller amounts, like maybe $500 to $1,000, because what they do is they'll ask the kid to go into the parents' room and grab one of their credit cards and give them the info so they can run a smaller transaction out of that. And they might even run oh, a, yeah. they might even run one for a dollar first and see if it goes through. And then after that, they'll hit you for 500 bucks. And by the time anyone figures it out, it's a month later and you just got your credit card bill and you don't know what yeah. the charge is for. But yeah, we've been seeing these a lot lately and it's typically targeting teenagers, younger teenagers too. And the problem we run into with a lot of it is, like you said, they say that they're going to basically blackmail you with nude photos if you've sent them and then they'll send them to your entire contact list. And what we have to deal with on top of that now is dissemination of child pornography in some cases because for sending those pictures. So it, some of these end up becoming bigger cases. Yeah. Bill, I'm yep. gonna, I have a question. This is also for the officers. They made this threat. They didn't reply. Did they fulfill the threat or did they just move on? Or what, what, you mean, what, they, they move on if, they don't, if they're not able to obtain money. Okay. 90% of the time, they'll move yeah. on. Okay. Yeah, so they moved on. Okay. And, uh, and my son told everybody, told everyone that it was a scam. And, Good. And so all of his friends blocked them. And, yeah, but so, it was a good lesson, a hard lesson to learn. Wow. All these kids want to be friends with everybody on Snapchat and everything else, but it, it obviously wasn't a girl that was reaching out to him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you never know who you're talking to yeah. on the other end. Wow. And, and the thing, yeah. that, I guess the good thing is, yeah, it makes sense that to fulfill that threat would just be more time wasted. From some, so they just drop that one and move on to the next person, basically. Correct. The numbers game. Yes. Yeah, so so percentage-wise, 
the threats don't often get implemented. Is that a safe statement? Or I, I can't recall any off the top of my head where really? they followed up really? okay. and went through with well, it. a good thing. It, do, it doesn't mean <laughs> let your guard down. Yeah. It, there's always yeah. the possibility. But Bill, thank you so much for the call. Did you have any other questions for us or comments? And by the way, how about how a comment from you on other parent, to other parents on the whole subject there? So take a minute. Go ahead. I just wanted to... I wanted to call in just because I saw my kid's reaction and how how disturbed he was about it and terrified. And I don't think... There's probably a lot of kids that wouldn't talk to their parents about something like that, thinking yeah. they did something wrong yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or thinking they're going to get in trouble. And I can't imagine a 12-year-old with that burden yeah. in their head going to school every day and thinking that's going to happen to them and their life's ruined. So I just wanted to put it out there. Maybe if parents could take a look at their kids' phones and sit down with them and talk about not being friends with strangers on Snapchat, basically. (laughs) Sounds like you're doing a good job bringing up your son, by the way, Bill. Congratulations on that, okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, listen, thank you for the call. We appreciate that very much, okay? Okay. Have a good day, guys. You too, thank you. All right, that was pretty scary, folks. This is a uh, call-in talk radio show. Uh, If you're on the south shore of Boston, our phone number here is 781-837-4900. And uh, again, this is a difficult subject, but if you've got some questions or maybe a story that you'd like to share, and uh, our listeners would hopefully be better. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. Hello. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. Hey, Tim. Hello. Hello. I hope that phone's dead now. This is small-town radio. Once in a while, it gets a little... (laughs) Okay, maybe we hung up on that. Anyway, I'll give out that number one more time because I'm not sure if they heard it. But folks, our phone number here is 781-837-4900. And if you have a question or comment about frauds or scams or being ripped off, I'm afraid this is your special day because we have three experts here who can hopefully help you out. Okay, where would you like to go next here? Any follow-up comments? Well, I, on? Back to Bill there. Yeah, yeah. He did the right thing. Yeah. His son did the right thing yeah. by telling him immediately. Yeah, that's a pretty together kid. Yeah, so good on him and good on that yeah. uh, Bill for telling yeah. his kids to block him and then other parents because that's the number one thing is the education on social media with kids. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing I'd like to congratulate him on is the fact that he's the kind of dad that his kid could go to with that. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, we've all been doing this job a long time. That's not the case yeah. with a lot of kids. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate when you've, you're living in the dark and you don't know what's going on with your children, yeah. but it happens all the time. Yeah. So that's, that would be the number one thing that I would stress is if you can build a relationship with your kids where they trust you with that kind of information and they know that they're not going to get in trouble for telling you, no. like that's how you open up those lines of communication. Or embarrassed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the, the scary thing is targeting kids to do that. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like a high dollar, but nevertheless, people are doing it because it's probably easy money, right, if you do enough of them. It I is, and again, people, they panic, and yeah. how fast can I get you this money yeah. so you don't send it out? Yeah. And one other thing I'd like to point out, because I know in this case, pictures were not sent or money yeah. wasn't sent, but yeah. even if they're not going to follow through with blackmailing you, Yeah. As soon as you send dirty pictures to someone on the internet, they're out there forever. Oh, oh okay. So, oh. something to consider for anybody of any age. Anybody of any age. They're out there forever, huh? <laughs> Very that's, true. That's pretty scary, I'll have to say. All right, where do you... We, <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing. Where do you want to go next on this? <laughs> next one I have on my list is uh, the Netflix scams that I know I've been getting on my phone 
on almost a daily basis for the last Netflix. few weeks. Uh-huh. Netflix. Okay. And the reason I... Listen up half the world. Right? <laughs> the reason I knew that these were, were not real is because my Netflix account got hacked a couple years ago and we changed it to my wife's name okay. because somebody had set up multiple Netflix accounts at their house in Chicago that I was getting billed for. So that, that's a whole different story, <laughs> which was nothing I nothing I could have prevented. Maybe something Netflix could it's have prevented. not reflecting on your credibility. <laughs> but the, the, the email I've been getting, or I think even a text message some days says, we regret to inform you <laughs> that your Netflix account has been hacked. I, I think it sounds like a bit of an overreaction to regretfully inform me that. <laughs> but Nobody died, nobody got hurt. Yeah, yeah. In that okay. case, I didn't follow through and see what their next step was, but I would assume next, they're going to start asking me for some information so they can set my account back up. So I think that's one that people are going to be seeing a lot if they haven't already. And it's pretty quick and easy to fall for that one. It's early in the morning. You just woke up, you see it there. You're like, oh, I got to get Netflix back. And that series, I won't (laughs) be able to continue. (laughs) You know how people are with their Netflix shows. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's one of many examples that I'm sure are happening with, with anything you've got a monthly subscription to. Okay. It's just very easy to say, oh, just you missed your payment or your account got hacked and now you owe us 30 bucks or something. And along with that 30 bucks, you got to send them your, all your info. And then they've got you. Wow. wow. We have another one going around town with the, the new ele- electricity program. Okay. People can opt in or opt out. Yeah. This is just one little town with one a town. program, right? Yeah. Yep. And so now the scammers are taking advantage of that program. Just for this town? Just this town. Other towns. Okay. But we're, we're trying to notify the Marshall residents. Yeah. Because right now we're in that position where people are thinking about either staying with the electricity company or going with this other company yeah. at a cheaper rate, potentially. And But what the scammers are doing now is they're targeting the seniors by saying... Oh, to stay in this program, you need to send us $900. And we did a little, the town administrator had a little blurb posted on the town's website yeah. where someone can read more on this if you go to the town's website. But but they're taking advantage of that, which is just a new program that just came out. But they're already taking advantage of that. So they just have people scanning the world looking for it, stuff like absolutely. this to Yeah. So the only thing that we can do at this point is just notify the community, hey, be aware of these scams. And we'll put it on the town's website. We'll put it on our police Facebook site yeah just try to get it out there that's all we can do yeah i think something important to point out with the common theme with a lot of these scams is that they're contacting you and they're asking you for personal information so i think we can talk till we're blue in the face about all the different scams we're seeing but they're always going to be changing yeah so i think i think what's important is learning how to recognize them and what to do about that because okay. they're never going to stop. Yeah. I'm sure as technology advances, they're only going to get more prevalent and more convincing. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's very important to just kind of learn the formula of how they operate and what to look for. Okay, so, well, tell us. <laughs> like I said, I think a lot of it is, is they're contacting you. We've even seen people say they got an email from the IRS. I don't think the IRS sends emails last time I checked. But it's terrifying anyway. And they don't call either. There's usually some giveaway, some telltale sign that it's not legit. And people, if they don't know what to look for, they'll overlook that. All right. We have a caller. Let's go to Mary in Rockland. Good morning, Mary. How are you today? I'm well. And yourself? All right. Thank you. What do you wish to share with us this morning? 
So you were just talking about some scams. I think there were Netflix, and you were talking about where you post information about this online and Facebook and everything like that. But you also mentioned these scams are are targeted to, towards seniors, and the problem is that a lot of seniors are not online and are not tech savvy, so they don't even get the message. Yep, you're, you're correct, and that's why Sergeant Rooney here goes to the senior center and does a presentation about this also. Oh, good. Okay. Yep. All right. I just but, wanted to point you. that out. I think you probably knew that, but I'm like, a lot of stuff that does there is online is great, but it doesn't reach our older population, and they are a lot of times the targets. Mary, while we have you, so what advice do you have for seniors to, to keep on top of this stuff? Uh, I don't trust anything. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I am. I'm jaded. I'm like, I get stuff all the time, and I just laugh. And they're like, this is, this is delete, delete, delete. If I want it, I'm going to go seek it out. If you didn't go, <laughs> if you didn't right. go seek it out, I'm not interested. Uh-huh. I'll let you know, and I'll call the number I know, and I'll never give any information online or on the telephone. That's not going to happen. Mary, you're, you're, yeah, you, you, you're hitting the nail on the head there. <laughs> this is one together yeah. later we're talking to. Right. Right. Can we get Mary down here? We have yeah, yeah. Mic. We, can, we can use you on the microphone Perfect. here. <laughs> 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 but Mary, to, to oh, back up, uh, to back up the social media stuff, our intent a lot of the time is to get it to anybody who will see it, even the younger generation, and then maybe they'll talk to their parents about it. And that's our intent: is to get it out there as much as possible, like flood the area with it. So that when you're sitting down at dinner or even a holiday dinner, maybe younger generation will talk to their grandparents and say, "Hey, just remember, don't take any phone calls from people asking for money because it's a scam." Yep. But you, you yep. brought up a good point. You're right; they are not tech savvy so yeah communication is the key to all this and it starts from the younger people in the family all the way to the oldest yep. yeah yeah oh everyone can be victims i have a young daughter and she's on social media all the time <laughs> and i'm not privy to all the stuff that she's doing because i actually was listening to you i said i should just mention to her and remind her if anybody sends her anything and you didn't read it you just forget about it because yep. you can't verify where that came from or that email I, I love when I get tons of emails and then I hit the button to see what the real email address is and I just laugh I'm like, yeah not happening <laughs> it's pretty scary that they've now gotten around finally to cell phones where they can harass you that, yes. that, that for yeah, whatever yeah. reasons that was hard to do at the beginning you can't escape it and you got yep. all these young kids running around with phones and probably relatively oblivious like everybody else right. basically yeah wow wow yeah and on those phones they can and this, they can put whatever they want up there put a name or I think I've gotten stuff I'm like I didn't send that to myself and it says Mary Donovan <laughs> it has your name up there it's like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah it's it, the information age is a blessing and a curse, and we just have to all bear, keep that in mind, and speak to our family members to make sure they don't get pulled in. All right, so play defense and be aware. That's what you're saying here, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think that sounds very good. <laughs> all right, listen, we'll quote you on that, and thanks for the call. Okay. All right, thank you, and have a lovely day. Thank yeah, you, you Mary. too. Well, one I to will. Get, all right. Bye. <laughs> That was one together, lady, huh? Yes, yes. Very good advice. And uh, she reiterated what I said earlier yeah. about if you don't know the source, yeah. do your... Yeah. Uh, Delete it. Yeah, if they're either, coming at yeah. you... Yeah. Right. Go yeah. to where you think they're coming from and take a look. Yeah, yeah. Folks, this is a call-in talk radio show. Our telephone number is 781-837-4900. And if you have a, a story, good or bad, that you'd like to share on somebody that was scammed or participating in a fraud unknowingly, maybe it's helpful for a whole bunch of our listeners if you do that. Once again, give us a shout. Hey, Seven. Mike, can I share a scam? Sure. Okay, right this ahead. happened a few years ago, and I did not follow through completely because it was 
again, too good to be true. Okay. I was trying to sell a vehicle, and I posted it on one of the car websites there. I can't remember if it was Car Gurus or one of those. But anyway, yep. someone responded and said, hey, I'll send you a check to deposit into your account and then use the funds from that to send me the vehicle. I did not cash the check. Okay. Because <laughs> I've heard stories of people cashing checks and all of a sudden they'll lock down their accounts or whatever. But it just, it was really weird that it was just, they are very... Yeah. What, what was going on behind the scenes so, there? I'm trying to put this, this together. This is I'm glad he brought that up because I'd like to address That's Tim, this. by the way. He's I'm running the board Tim, out there. Thank you, Tim. Okay. Oh, you're welcome. You gave me a talking point. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> All right. This is something that, it's been a little while since I've seen it, but it was very prevalent a few years ago, especially with vehicle sales. But in general, if somebody sends you some type of a deposit, Free money. Free money, right? <laughs> Here, I'm going to send you $1,500, and then once that clears, send me back half of it. <laughs> that right? sounds cool enough to me. Right. The problem is, when you look at your bank statement or your account balance, it's going to say available funds on ah, there. Ah, yeah. And that looks like that $1,500 cleared. Yeah. All that available balance means is that you had enough in your account to yeah. cover that. Yeah, the 15 ain't. It yeah, didn't right. clear. Yeah. So what happens is people will then oh, send back the 800 or whatever. Oh, they do it on that time frame. Ah, oh, okay. And okay. then as soon as you sent it back, they yeah. withdraw the original check. And that's interesting. And some banks are take longer to do that than others, so the time frame is even more open. Right. Oh, wow. And you know what? It's something that, that I wish banks would address because available funds does not mean a check cleared, yeah. but it sounds well, that, misleading. It is misleading. Right. That's very interesting, yeah. And that's exactly what they wanted me to do is yeah. put it in then take it out as a cat check and stuff it, oh it was yeah i was like yeah. <laughs> all right tim you skeptical person you okay <laughs> let's see here i think we're on a roll here this morning let's go to van in middleborough good morning van how are you today good morning good i'm doing well i'm working on the yard so i can't talk too long but great show great information always good to get those reminders things to look out for already but one takeaway that i like to sh my takeaway from this yep. is Reduce your risk by reducing your footprint, your social media footprint, in terms of personal identifiable information, where you work, friends, any anything, and try to reduce it because it's going to reduce your risk of some of these scams in terms of exploiting that information to use against you. So less, informa less information contact. is what you're saying, basically, correct? Try to minimize it to some t because I think that social media encourages you to go the opposite way. Yeah. Uh, and which basically increases your risk. I'll give you an example. My wife works, or used to work, in healthcare, and her employer advised her to not use her, basically scramble her real name and not put a lot of information about where she works or, or things like that. So her friends knew where she was, wasn't trying to do any scams, but just not trying to, for example, patients at the hospital, yeah. if they want to try to find, and I'm sure the police officers are probably in that similar situation in terms of their social media presence. They probably have a reduced reduce presence to some degree, I would imagine. Yep, you're correct. So that's my advice. So you're, what we're saying is you don't tell people you're in a room or on vacation, you're going to be there for another week and their house is empty or something like that. Yeah, yeah we're on vacation. We'll let them know and send pictures after we come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, something that, that's something that people love to do now is give you up-to-date, oh, minute-by-minute right? updates on their life. Yeah. <laughs> so you know where they are at all times. Be careful what you share. Man, thank you so much for the call. You can go back to your yard work now, okay? <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank Have you. a good day. Okay. 
We have some interested people out there listening That's today, good. don't we? Yeah. Yes. Folks, so let's see if we can get another call here. 781-837-4900. We're talking frauds and scams. And if you've got a good or bad story you'd like to share in hopes that somebody listening will learn something, we'd appreciate that, folks. We'll go from there. Okay. All right. Any comments on this call, by the way, other than the majority made? I think I 100% agree. And I know, <laughs> at least from our perspectives, you'd be very hard-pressed to find any of us on social media. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you probably will, because it's all out there. It stays yeah. there forever. Right. Yeah. But no, Van was right. It's to reduce your footprint. It's easier said than done, though. Yeah. Because yeah. especially with all these younger generation yeah. kids, yeah. all this stuff they're doing now is going to be there forever. Yeah. Uh, but it's easier said than done because everybody wants to use social media. Everybody wants to make their life easier, streamline the way they do things. And the only way to do that is to go online, go on the Internet, and do everything through your phone, through a mobile app, etc. Wow. So you just got to, just like we've said numerous times already, yeah. the biggest thing is to educate our family and friends and do presentations at senior centers. Just a generic question. This is probably out of sequence here, but so are, are the software programs that try to protect against some of this stuff, or are they just not good, or they just can't keep up, or are they all the security and anti-fraud? Yeah. What's the status of that? In, that? in the war that's going on, Correct. where, where uh, are they? Software is only as good as the person behind the keyboard. We can, unless you're going to unplug your computer from the internet, you're yeah. always going to get some sort of scam. Okay. In the town of Marshfield, the police department and all the employees, um, I was going to talk about this a little later, but we yeah. we do like phishing ex exercises where we send out fake emails to employees in a controlled environment to see if they click it, to see what they think. Okay. We do a security like cyber awareness training twice a year with majority of the town employees we try to get everybody eventually over a few years okay but it's like a, a, an online class they do quickly and then throughout the year our software will send them links to see if they click it a lot or not and then we get a report back saying oh, hey wow. you mary and bob oh, clicked wow. that link yeah. but liam and greg didn't okay great so okay. now we go back to mary and bob and say hey you got to do additional wow. training wow wow that's um, interesting so we yeah. try to educate and train our employees yeah because we don't want the town's network to get infected yeah. with anything either. yeah i hear you wow wow we got just a couple minutes before the break where else do you want to go here or what do you talk about next got a few more scams we can talk about i don't know if you want to we only have till like 10 o'clock started right? okay. <laughs> okay. i know we'll probably come up with another hundred well todd maybe you could talk about facebook marketplace that was another one that we were talking about the other day oh, we yeah. already covered yeah. it a little bit when you were talking yeah. about sending a verification code yeah the two-factor yeah yeah same thing like they said about the online marketplace you're going to get a lot of scams from that because, again, you go to sell something online and these scammers are going to say, oh, yeah, I'll give you twice the amount. Let me send you the money, but then you send me back $100. It's a whole scam. Yeah. The biggest thing on any sort of marketplace is we have cameras in front of our police station. If you're going to sell something, have them meet you there and do the exchange right there. Ah, it's all on camera. Okay. There's offices right there within 50 feet away <laughs> if you have a question or an emergency. Yeah. And but I think worst case scenario is in that situation, they, won't they don't show up. <laughs> just and saying, you exactly. wasted yeah. your time. You yep. Be, yep. Right. Yeah, who's going to show up for that? But you're not out <laughs> on any money. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. But yeah, and you, then when you get into the aspect of buying and selling through Facebook, when you have PayPal and Venmo yep. information going back and forth now too. So... There's just so many different avenues where it could go wrong. <laughs> yeah. So you got to be very careful. On the PayPal thing, I use that, and I've been fortunate. So is that a good program to use as opposed to your charge card? Do you got any generic comment on that? One thing I would say, and this is kind of slightly unrelated, but 
something that's happened to me personally over the last few years is I've I've had my debit card get hacked a few times or my information got recorded somewhere. Yeah. And for example, I got a notification saying somebody charged four hundred and eighty dollars to Uber Eats in one night in California. And the it's bank, be a good restaurant. That was a, <laughs> if it was sushi, maybe it was like one delivery. But the bank only reimbursed me eighty dollars of it because they said I was partially responsible. I don't even know what that means. All right, I guess with the music playing, I guess we'll leave that alone and come back after the break, folks. We'll be right back.